Hello and welcome back to part two where we're joined by Matt Roberts. If you've not listened to part one yet, make sure you head back there and listen now. It's a cracking chat about all things sport, all things presenting. But we ended up at 2009 TT. You were drafted in shortly to uh, to cover Craig Doyle and this was your first TT experience. How did it feel coming in from, from a, 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 I don't want to say an, un, uh, an organised paddock into an unorganised paddock, but certainly... A completely different vibe, a completely different feel. How did it feel dropping in to the TT? He's one of the best, Craig Doyle. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said it. So on one hand, you're thinking, oh, cool. Like, um, they must think I'm all right. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like affirmation, I suppose, which everybody wants to be able to step in for someone as good as Craig, but also a bit of pressure thinking, you know, am I going to be Can anywhere near as, as good as, as Craig? Which, you know, clearly I wasn't. But Craig was lovely he was actually there so i think i must have he was leaving on whatever day and we overlapped slightly i arrived while he was still there and um i was a little bit nervous probably about meeting him and what he might think about me coming and doing it and he couldn't have been nicer you know he was such a great bloke i've met him a couple of times since then as well and just a just a lovely fella and he made me feel really comfortable give me a few uh few tips and then you're kind of straight into it and I, I don't know in a way you probably don't really have time to think about it and it's such a long time ago now I can't really remember what I was thinking but a bit of imposter sim- syndrome mm-hmm. walking around thinking should I really be here um does anybody know who I am um just kind of getting led around really and just doing what I was told I suppose and just trying not to cock it up <laughs> so you wouldn't expect that from a presenter really no. You know, you'd expect a presenter to be full of themselves, yeah. full of confidence to get walk in and make make it their yeah. their their own showroom. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm not like that. that obviously, not your way. No, yeah. but yeah, that's probably one of the hardest bits of the job for me. And even doing like this podcast now, like I'm I'm nervous coming over here today. It's not she's out of my comfort zone really. Still, mm. even though it's my job now, I I still feel a little uncomfortable doing it, and I still have moments where I've just got to have a word of myself, you know. Well, Pritchard thinks it's a job interview. <laughs> it is a job interview. I'm trying to make him trip up as much as possible. I'm terrified he's going to steal my job. A, I've shown a weakness now. <laughs> gonna I'm going to go for the kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I know what you're saying, but um, yeah, I, I was nervous. And when I, and when I look back, um, I, uh, I I don't really look back on much stuff I've done in the past. But I did update my showreel recently, and that was the first time I'd done that in like ten years. Yeah. So there was some of that on my previous showreel. There was some of that. Oh, nice stuff on there, and I look back and I thought, God, yeah, I can, I can see how nervous I was doing that. You know, I wasn't comfortable. Do so, you look at all of your work? Yeah, I think I used to because I wanted, I wanted to get better, I, and I still do. You know, you, you want to improve, so sometimes I will, I will flip back. Like, so I'll get back on a Sunday from wherever BSB, and probably just before I go to bed, I might just flip back on and just watch the first few minutes and think, was did that look all right? Was that okay? Did you yeah, know? Yeah. W- would I do yeah. something better? And I might make a bit of a mental note. Oh, don't do that. Or Whatever, but um, what about the, what about the, the missus? Does she say, "God, you look so stupid when you?" <laughs> she never watches it, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes yeah. I think sometimes to make me feel better, she sends me a little video of the kids watching it. <laughs> but most times she she forgets. I yeah. don't know. It's one of them. You're out of sight, you're out out of mind. Aren't no, you? She's no, got no yeah, interest. Yeah. So we're just kind of yeah. Uh, yeah she, no, she's never really given me any... Uh, no feedback. No feedback one way or the other. <laughs> what does she do for a living? She's a teacher. She's a primary teacher. Well, there you go. You wouldn't expect Matt to rock up and start watching her and start giving her... No, oh, I do, no, no, yeah. No, it's just... Because, <laughs> I mean, my wife doesn't watch uh, TV and the bikes much anyway. 
But if her mum's and she's she's very quick to criticise one of the oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and she's the same she's a teaching assistant at, at primary, but um but yeah she's very quick to criticise yeah yeah not flipping out no I yeah. suppose I'm lucky like that I don't really get any but she doesn't uh, care one way or the other <laughs> I think she cares but yeah not enough <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> so fast forward what nearly ten years. Yeah. Is it 10 years? 10, 18, yeah, nine years. Then yeah. you're back again. Mm. In that time, did you want was was did you want to go back? Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Did you get hooked on the TT once you'd gone? Oh there? yeah. Yeah, that that 09, that year was it was a good year as well. Mm. Like you mentioned before Steve, there were some lap records broken, I think. Um sector records broken. It was a really uh, top riders at the top of their game, you know, mm -hmm. like I mentioned, Cameron, obviously Steve and McGuinness and uh, Guy Martin was in his pomp really then, wasn't he? You know, as a, a lot of, as a racer and as a character. Yeah, yeah certainly. A, a, depth, a real strong depth of field and Valentino had been and Ago yeah, and right. it's a good year. It really yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Hutchie was really in his in his prime then, yeah. Yeah. coming towards his prime yeah, anyway. I think he won a, right, won a soccer race as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great year and... Um, Regardless of that, I mean, we, we talked about it before, but being at the TT, anybody who goes to the TT just wants to go back. I, I defy anybody to go there once and then say, yeah, mm. it was all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't you never hear that, again. do you? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've done it now. I've tried it. I don't think I want to go back. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. So, And, you know, professionally, obviously, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big event and um, you want to be part of the biggest events that you can. And so, yeah, I, obviously... Um, a bit like you, you were joking. I think you were joking before about uh, knocking me off. I was thinking that with um, with Craig, you know, and you're looking at someone doing a great yeah. job and thinking, well, he's never gonna exactly, not do yeah. that anymore, is mm. he? Like, why would he? Why would he stop? So it's you, you know, you got to wait nine years to yeah. to get that chance. But this is the, the, you know, this is the reality of the job. You never know when these things are going to come around. They might come around faster or mm. or later than you than you expect. And um, so uh, it's a it's a funny industry like that, but uh, I you know I just kept my eye on it. And obviously watched it anyway because I enjoyed it and always just hoped that maybe one day I'd get the chance. And did, did you come back at all in between that just as a spectator? Or no, not? I didn't. Well, normally it coincided with um, yeah. well, at least up until my last year of doing the GPs in thirteen, it coincided with Barcelona or um, Mugello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and then since then I had, I had kids, so any weekend that I wasn't working, obviously, um, I'd be I'd be spending at home. So yeah, I never. I think there's a couple of years where I flirted with the idea of like I'm I'm going to head over, but never quite got around to it. So while you were working there, did you get any point where you would go and, and spectate? Yes. Uh, so was it 18 on? I think Craig. it was 19. <laughs> um, yeah, the Craig. No, I've actually. Well, no, we have, we've been filming in the Craig, but I've never watched from there. But um, was it 19, Steve? Where we got? Um, when was the year with the really good weather? That was 18, wasn't it? 18, yeah. Yes. So we got, um, like, obviously this year, we were just, we were live every day, weren't we? So mm. we couldn't, you couldn't go out and watch anywhere unless you were doing a bit of um, reporting from that, from that post. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so 18, um, I was really incredibly lucky to have Steve and Cam take me to a couple of the spots to watch. And being able to watch it with those two was like... Oh, but it's another level, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, yeah. I, I, I never take that stuff for granted, really. Um, and we went out to uh, Cronomona, I think, and Hillbury. That's right. Was it Cronomona or Cronkivody? Cronkivody, sorry. And yeah. the Cronkivody yeah, straight. Cronkivody, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so they were the two. And again, like obviously gone on their recommendations, right? These are the two. If we're going to go, we've got two chances to go and watch. We're going to go here and we're going to go here. Yeah. And um, it was just cool to sit with these guys with a, with a couple of beers, with everybody else who was there as well listening to it on the radio, yeah. you know, that whole, and just get that feeling, and it's important. And my first time to. as well, Andy Cronkivody. Was it? You just think, 
What? Really? Yeah. Well, I was I was down to go passenger with uh, Ben Burchill in Sidecar. As a competitor? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, for, it was a, okay. We did it. We did it at the Classic TT then, right. which was called the Classic. Um, but uh, and we went out to watch. We watched Sidecars first. They come around first. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gee, I thought, what have I said yes to? Just flat, <laughs> oh, flat really? through there. And obviously, the yeah. super bike's fifth through there, mate. It's just incredibly fast. And Cam and Tully are the same, you know. But to be, obviously, a, a competitor and, and ride it, you know, you don't take any notice of the speed to a certain mm-hmm. degree. But obviously, to now what I do now, standing on pit lane as well as uh, going a few places, you just think, oh, man, it's just so fast. Mm. Yeah. When something is visibly fast, you know, it doesn't... It's just, it's incredible. Oh, absolutely. It makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck and you think, did I used to do that? Yeah. yeah. And, and at Hillbury, I remember you guys explaining to me going into there, the the, the, the guys are not even breaking, they're just shifting back from yeah. sixth to fifth. It's just, and you can hear, and again, lucky to be with these guys explaining what you're seeing. Yeah. And you see them going in there, bang, back shift and then back on the gas as soon as they hit the yeah, apex, Obviously, basically. pulling you're pulling the G's through there, obviously, because yeah, you're, so you, you're going into the ground, so mm. you've got quite a steep incline and, and a, a big banking on the left is very hard not to run into. And Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Great spot to watch if anybody's planning to go next year. it's You've got to go there. Did that give you a different uh, perspective of the of the race? It did when he was trying to jump over the dike in his white trainers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tricky to get to, but worth, it, but worth the effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat the well is next time. I don't know. I remember that. I just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing, isn't it? Seeing seeing them go from um, from the start and are watching on Glen Crutchley Road, but um, to actually get out to a couple of spots like that, ugh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It just blows isn't your mind. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time when I came back, everyone's like, "How was a TT?" And I'm like, I just, I, "You can't explain it." Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, you don't know what to say, do you? Yeah, like words can't. Um, express exactly what it's like, yeah. and I don't think they ever will. Like well, you say, words are descriptive enough to, to the feeling and, and yeah. what goes on there. Yes, yeah, so it's almost you're almost better off just saying nothing. Yeah. I did this morning. I was walking back from the gym, walked past one of my neighbours out trimming the edge. He was like, "Hey, lad," you know, you know, he follows the bikes and stuff. How oh, TT then? And I'm, and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly." <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's as a presenter, not as as a as a racer. Yeah, I can't so imagine. as a racer, it must just be. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, it must just. Yeah, absolutely. Mind. Does it take a couple of months when you come back from the TT to kind of properly digest what's just happened, or because racing moves on so there fast? Is, there are it? so many emotions because any rider will tell you, you know, from McGuinness, you know, hundred and five starts now to flipping um, a newcomer. You know, there's it's weird because to begin with, first of all, Friday night. After the senior, there's a massive weight lifted off your shoulders, mm. and, and that's how it feels. It's weird, you mm. know. Even, even though nobody will admit to feeling pressure of, you know, any negativity or, or whatever, running yeah. or, or being scared of running through race, but it's a massive weight comes off your shoulders, which, yeah. which is great. Um, and then you're trying to obviously absorb everything and reminisce, and then you know some go out and have a bit of a party on the Friday or the, and so on, and, and then um, but then it's yeah. BSB. Or it's, world, or it's World Championship or it's whoever it is, it's their next event. That's mm. The sad thing is with any, with any racer as well, even even Hutchie winning five you know, in 2010, um, the only focus as soon as that checkered flag stopped waving is the next race. Yeah. And it's sad 
because you're not really enjoying yeah before you know it 12 mm. 12 years have passed yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm guessing as well it must be the same for any professional sports person yeah what, sure. whatever sport they're in yeah because you, you can't afford to, to look back can you can't drop your guard no. on anything that matters is winning winning next week yeah you next, drop your guard next you, event you'll lose the yeah. next event mm. yeah, yeah exactly so how did you end up getting the job full-time for the tt so you were there in 2009 were you always on the radar for that or i have no idea Someone just called you one day and went, "Yeah, come and work for us." <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what? I made the, I made the contact. Um, Did you? Yeah. When um, so obviously there was a change of uh, production company in uh, end of seventeen. Yeah. From uh, North One to from North to One to Greenlight in, yeah. in eighteen, and I contacted someone. It might have been you, Steve, or it might have been Steve Parrish. I'm not sure who it was. And I said, oh, "Can you let me know who's who's in charge at Greenlight?" And then I just fired him an email and just said, "I know you're taking over the CT next year. I'm interested." Um, just keep me in mind and then luckily a couple of months later I got a phone call saying yeah we are interested um, you know let's talk so yeah that's how it happened so, so when I sent I could, literally exactly the same thing <laughs> I, I did exactly the same thing again your rate was too high Chris it was that time when I think you came in a few weeks later Steve and we sat down and we we were just doing these like little interviews for RST yep. and I started ch- chatting to Hodgie about the BT gig hmm. it was like oh yeah we should have a look at the TT because I know they're changing production company. So I did exactly the same. I went online, looked at Greenlight, uh, saw uh, one of the the, the producers' names, just fired them an email off. Obviously, I don't have any credentials at all. And then there's someone like you going, yeah, I've kind of done a little bit, so if you want me, you can have me. Yeah, but yeah, it must it literally must have been at the same time that we we kind of both sent the email and said. Yeah, and you know these things are... are, are a little bit look of the drawer and it yeah. depends if your face fits and it depends what the rest of the team might look like mm-hmm. and you know this is um industries like a roundabout and it goes around sometimes you you get kicked off but you you know sometimes you got to wait for Listen, it to come back around i do, and I do back, not back begrudge you of that job at all because you are without brown nosing you are phenomenal at it so like i don't look at it and go oh i could do a way better job than that um, it, do you know what i mean it's like the, no. the the right person is in the right job doing oh. the right thing so well that's 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 very kind but um, it, it, you know, and I've, I've been in both situations myself before. Yeah, and it, it's, um, it is what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah, yeah. It must, you know, it must be a little bit easier being surrounded by great people. <laughs> <laughs> Cam yeah, you, I don't know. You yeah, tell so, me, yeah, Steve. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it is easier being surrounded yeah. by good people. Yeah, absolutely, it is, and it's and and to be honest, that whole um, couple of weeks, it's. You know, you know yourself. It's a long time away from home, and it's important that you're around good people. So it's, you know, we usually have a beer most nights when you guys are not doing your podcast, and Steve doesn't get back too late. But um, and Cam as well, just a brilliant guy. Just the, you know, mm. it's one of the highlights really of the TT is just getting to spend time with him. You know, he's such a such a great bloke to spend time with. And Amy, uh, brilliant as well. Great company. Jodie Kid was fantastic company for the two weeks that we worked with her too. So um, yeah, it's um, been a pleasure. Amazing. What I want to know, though, is how different it is now, because like you said earlier, you mentioned you touched on it earlier that the TT for the first time ever has been shown live. It used to be just a highlights package that would go out for an hour at the end of the the, the, the day. But now it's, it's it's completely live for what we were having four yeah. five, six hours of um, of TT coverage. Yeah. How, how was it going from that just a highlights package to fully live? Um, Any different? A little bit different. Better. Mm-hmm. I felt, did you, Steve? I, for me, 20 times better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Matt's used to it a little bit, but, I, you know, I do, I obviously work alongside these guys for the for the TT and a little bit at Northwest 200, but, you know, 
to be handed a, an A4 piece of paper to record something uh, five minutes before you've got to say it, is, yeah. it's not your language and is really, I find very difficult. Yeah. To talk about something you love off a hip is a piece of cake. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's much simpler and you get that emotion with it as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it deserves that. I mean, it, and it, it has. It had to happen, didn't it? You know, mm-hmm. It's um, an event so worthy of of the coverage that finally we were able to give it this year. But to have, like you said, to that energy and um, it should be a live event, and it felt right that it was live. So yeah, it was. It was different, but it was better. It felt involved. It felt like you could feel that pressure. And there's a little bit of pressure on you to perform and hit, um, you know, counts and and stuff like that. And um, so the adrenaline was where it should where it should be. Um, but obviously we were doing the highlights links as well, so it was a little bit tricky logistically to do some of it. But anyway, we and we a, and a to... few technical problems, you know, with oh, communication God, yeah. and bits above the first yeah. couple of nights. So there's a you know some banter on social media, a bit of criticism. But in all fairness, it was so cheap to watch the coverage. You know, is what it, it was worth paying. In my opinion, it was worth paying the fifteen pounds just to see the pictures. Yeah, you, you know, for yeah. two weeks. Yeah, um, but it was incredible. It really was. I mean, we we struggled and we had to kind of wing and wing and a prayer a little bit the first night and so on. But then it very very quickly got ironed out and worked yeah. very got, well. Got yeah. better and better, didn't it? From yeah. a from a technical side, and next year will be even better still. So already looking forward to that. But yeah, it's um, it was fun. It was it was really good fun. It was it was tiring though, to be honest. Like mm, you know, yeah. to do a live show every day for two weeks, it's mentally um, and you know and there's obviously there's a lot of emotion and, and stuff uh, involved with, with the TT um, particularly I think probably more for you, from your side being the being the, the, like the anchor man mm. because from my side oh, it was obviously tiring because it was doing the podcast daily mm-hmm. podcast afterwards with yeah. You know, it's tiring enough working with Chris on a <laughs> on a two weekly basis, but no, no, every day. And then, but you see, because like I just said, because you're just talking off a hip, yeah. it's not as bad as having to plan and to work through different parts and for the intros and everything. Yeah, you possibly. Have to do, so it's a little bit easier for me. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was because um, I, I guess I was in it and out of it. Although I didn't do anything on the TV, I I saw you you guys on a regular basis. So and then I'd go and watch the the live feed. And then I'd be able to work off of that when I did the interviews on the fan park or whatever. And it was it was just phenomenal to watch it, to actually be able to see it live. But then to watch everybody do what they were doing around it was was just, yeah. yeah it, yeah, it, it was just a great the credit TT to, to a whole new to, level. To, to Greenlight and to the TT organisers and everyone. I thought, you know, as Steve said, there were some inevitable teething problems at the beginning, but it got better and better. I thought that visually the coverage looked incredible. Probably there's things that we can do a bit better editorially and stuff next mm. time, which we which we will do. But also, you uh, you know, and, and you worked with uh, with Jenny Timmerth mm-hmm. and uh, and Maria and uh, and John Hogan and and um, David Johnson, like people who and David done a bit of TV stuff before, but not a lot. And you, I don't think you would have known. I think all those guys did, did fantastic, yeah. you know. And Davo, Davo is good. He was really good. Amazing. Amazing. I said it was a revelation. Davo and I worked on a documentary, which is coming out later this year um, as well. And I said to Davo and that, I said, I'm flipping, please, your priorities riding next year, otherwise our jobs are in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Davo was like, uh, he was like Gazza in 1990. You know, Brian Robson should have started, but he got injured and then Gazza came in and became the player of the tournament. Yeah. Davo was a bit like that, only he got injured, got drafted in and became like... Yeah. The Gaza, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was definitely, he, he definitely added to it. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't have had the same impact riding. Not saying he wouldn't have had some decent results, but, you know, he definitely shone. Uh, He's got a big future after racing anyway in broadcasting. Anti just, that's, that. yeah, that's Steve sure. out of a job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Back so, what, on about, the trail. what about the future for, for you? Are you, are you, 
I mean, we've not even touched on the fact that you've written God knows how many books. See, he's expecting it. He's expecting to get your job. What's the future no. for you? How long, no. <laughs> how long are you carrying on for, Matt? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I know, my, I know, I know my place. I know your game. I know my place. Uh, but yeah. you are getting a little old now. Into a bit. <laughs> Into <laughs> that time you're retired. Yeah. Um, that's a big question. I don't, I don't know. Um, everything runs its course, doesn't it? Whether it's... Um, People get sick of looking at you, or um, you know, you find that you're not motivated anymore, or whatever. Well, yeah, know. that's it. Do you do you have like any ambitions? Are you do you want to carry on for going with the TT for X amount of years? Do you want to try and move into something else? Or um, I think my ambitions of moving into something else are, are probably done now. Like mm. when I was younger, working at the BBC, particularly, uh, I was really keen to uh, to get into other sports. Yeah, uh, and I managed it a little a little bit. I did some football reporting for Football Focus. I I hosted um, oh, nice. NFL highlights uh, on BBC. You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. and I did, I did one Super Bowl as well. So that was brilliant to do that. But it was a massive effort to continually try to put yourself out there. And, and honestly, it's it's hard work on your confidence to put yourself out and then get knocked back. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or try to have to convince people all the time that you can do this. And I think I got to a point where I was like, look... I feel like I can do it now. If they want me, they want me. And if they don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go around chasing people all the time. And so there were certain things I would have liked to have done in terms of different spots. And you never know, like maybe something will pop up, but I won't be chasing it. Yeah. And um, and also I love what I do. So um, why, why chase something else? You know, when actually there comes a point, I think, where the most important thing is that you enjoy your work, that you get on, along with the people that you work with, that you have a good work-life balance. And the minute I've got that, so... I'm just um, really grateful and um, still feel like for the TT thing, particularly it's, it's early days, you know, this is this was my third one, so properly. And yeah, so it's still, and you came into it at a good point, the fact that it is now live and it's, it is going to be for the foreseeable future as yeah, well. Yeah, it feels like, um, I said this actually to someone before the TT started, I was lucky when the GP thing started and I went in there in 2001, just when Valentino was starting to get globally yeah. known obviously within racing he was he was already known then as a 125250 star but globally that whole rossi mm-hmm. wave you know the bbc wrote it everybody kind of wrote it and I, honestly like i remember at the time in you know one i thought oh this this has got a bit of legs here this has got a bit of potential if i stick around the you know i might be able to kind of ride this wave a little yeah. bit and you know in, in a lot of ways i did and i feel like with the tt this year there's that feeling around that um, obviously the TT has got great history and um, I'm not saying this is a new thing, but certainly it's it's it feels like it's on the brink of a new audience, say, and it's on the brink of doing something a lot bigger than it's been in the past. Um, so it'd be nice to ride that wave. Yeah, I think, everybody, right. I think everybody feels that. Well, what about, you know, obviously Chris asked the question, but, you know, um, a different avenue, a new a show host, uh, you know, away from sport. Um, is that something that would float your boat? Um, yeah, at the minute, honestly, um, I think I've told you a little bit about this when we're in the, in the Man, but yeah, I'm, I'm studying, so I'm, I'm doing a master's in a minute in sport directorship, so I'm, I'm probably looking outside of TV rather than uh, than anything. Um, I'd like to go into the sporting side um, and look a little bit at performance rather than just um, talking about it. I've always had this feeling a little bit inside me when I've been fortunate enough to be present at these sporting events and talk about them and speak to the people involved I've always felt a little bit outside of it and I'd like to know what it feels like from the inside and to I suppose achieve a little bit sporting wise and then also perhaps embrace the impact of sport a little bit as well and 
Uh, I feel that it's got a lot of potential to do good. So uh, I'm interested in that and I'm sort of pursuing that a little bit now. Um, so I'm just coming to the end of a master's study here in Manchester, actually. And and um, I just started my dissertation, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just handed my proposal in yesterday. So I've been, I've been working to a deadline. And... Um, and yeah, and I'm looking at some other opportunities outside of TV at the minute that I um, uh, would like to, to, to chase over the next few years because, like I said, you never know what's around the corner in this job. No, and do you know what? We've not even really talked about the racing. So I guess maybe now's a good segue of talking about performance. Uh, the man, the, the, the myth, the legend that is Peter Hickman, as a, as a presenter, as a pundit, as a fan, yeah. obviously we saw what he did at this year's TT. Um, the standout, the standout performance, in my opinion, was was just him throughout the whole two weeks. Um, is there anyone that can beat him in the future? See, I'd argue that. All right, let's argue it. You know, Tops that, off, come on. You're talking about a superbike, not the smaller classes. No, I know, but look what he did in the smaller classes. Look what he did. But in, Michael in Dunlop the twin. beat him. Took it to yeah, him. Granted, okay, and yeah. Beat him. So he is beatable. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not beatable. But he wasn't really even going to be on that lightweight bike, and he managed to do what he did on the lightweight bike. All right, super sport. He's not, you know, not known as a, a super sport rider. So yeah, I guess I guess I am looking at those bigger bikes. Well, he is. He's one in every class now. Yeah, but you wouldn't class him as a as a super bike rider. Look, the top and bottom of it is: is Hickey beatable in the senior? <laughs> I, at it. the minute, at the minute, yeah. honestly, for what my opinion counts here in this a lot. debate, um, not not really. Um, no, I don't think he is. Mm -hmm. it, on, his, on his day, if everything goes right, this is the thing with the TT, you don't I disagree. know. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, well, all right, well, the package not, of, not. of Hickey and the and the BM at the minute, mm -hmm. can anybody do the times that he's capable of? And it looked like he was riding with a little bit in hand this year. And 19 as well, to be fair. 100% you're right. However, Mark Marquez, it's the same scenario. Yeah, the, yeah, The only course. person that's capable yeah. of uh, beating him is Peter Hickman. Yeah. Mm. But also, I would say as well, and this is a big thing for the sport, obviously, moving forward over the next few years, is there's guys like, can Glenn Irwin beat him? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think he can in a couple of years. Yeah. Can David Todd beat him? Why not? Yeah. You know, there's there's guys coming through now who, yeah. who as there always is, as there always is, you know. And um, That's and not saying they don't beat to win. No, and that's yeah, not yeah, saying yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that Dean can't take a step as well or that Michael yeah. can't, you know, get back. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, like, and, you know, I, that's no disrespect to any of those guys because it's clearly not my position to really uh, to judge them but just as just as a, a fan's yeah. opinion mm -hmm. I guess from the outside I think when you look at what he's done lap time wise it's hard to talk past yeah him. but then you, you look back to when, when did he start 2014 is that when he was fastest newcomer yeah 14 right? yeah 14 I think but, yeah. you, but you looked at him coming there and being the fastest newcomer you didn't think he would potentially dominate the way he kind of is doing with, with him and Dean so you then you look at like you say, Glenn Irwin, he came and he went even faster than Pete. So mm. three, four years down the line, are we going to see? Obviously, Pete's going to. Everyone's getting older, so well, Pete's getting a little bit older. It, like, look then... at the short circuits. I mean, who's faster on the short circuits, Glenn or Pete? Mm -hmm. You know, at yeah. the minute. Yeah. So why why could he not be faster than him around the TT? You know, when he gets a couple more years under his belt, it's going to be really interesting to watch. That's that's the thing, isn't it? And there's so much more to the TT than just how fast you can go around a short circuit. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's not it's not just about that. It's about lots of other things. But at the minute, the most complete package seems to be yeah Hickey and the, and the BM. But that could change next year, couldn't it? 
Oh, massively, yeah. I mean, it is obviously uh, piece piece the package. He really is at the moment because because he's so smooth and so clinical. Mm -hmm. That's why he's as successful as he is. You know, he's obviously fast. Yeah, you know, he's faster everywhere. British Superbikes, but you're just saying about Glenn. You know, Glenn's faster than him at BSB. He's faster than him at Northwest 200. All the mass start work. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no reason if he uses his head and takes his time um, that he won't be faster at the TT as well. But hey. That's what we're all hoping, so we can see a good race. Before we get into the live coverage of the TT from 2022, let's take a look at some of the highlights from some of the riders. And what were your highlights, Matt? Oh, blimey. Oh, go on. Through that, Say it, say it. Go on. Working the with fan, Steve. The fan park. <laughs> the fan park. Shut <laughs> the awesome, <laughs> The awesome fan park. Um, <laughs> cool, blimey. It was I, good, though, to be fair. Do you know what? Overall, I would, I would just have to say, just um, being back there, was amazing yeah. to see to see, you know, on the first night of practice to see them go off again after such a long time was was an incredible moment. It was a I think it was a moment that we were all deep down probably a little worried we might not see again. Yeah. Um and it's only down to the incredible work that everybody did um to not only make sure that the T T came back but came back bigger and better and with so much potential. So yeah, I think seeing that was a, a really um emotional moment and, and do you know what I think during the all that lockdown and everything that's going on at the minute even still now where so many personal liberties are being taken away from people to see guys and girls go out and just do something as liberating mm -hmm. and as um what's the word I mean it's, it's about freedom of choice and just being able to do something like that so extreme without anybody saying oh do you know what actually mm. we don't think you should do that so you can't yeah um after everything we've done over the, we've been through over the last couple of years, that was a big moment, you know, and it's not to be uh, taken lightly, I think. So that's why the TT is important to me. I think it's an important event. And, um, yeah, it was special to see it, see it happen again. Well, that's, that's very politically correct. I was well, hoping you were, well, I was hoping you were going to say, you know, such and such stood out in this moment or that well, moment. Yeah, if I had to pick out a performance, I'd say Glenn, obviously. I think, yeah. you know, well, you know, I can't take anything away from anybody who went well, that, out there. You but can never say, you, yeah, you can never pinpoint one person because you go, well, everyone that takes to the start line yeah. is doing a phenomenal job. But well, I think we're all a bit worried about Glenn, honestly, mm. like going out there, you know, as, as a newcomer, but with a lot of pressure on his shoulders as well. Yeah. Um, but, um, and we were kind of unsure about how we might approach it. Um, but his approach was spot on when it's Steve, like from from the first night <laughs> and he was incredibly fast what are you laughing at no because he's exactly the same as when I went you know uh, winning a British Championship at BSB at uh, everything else uh, uh, the person to beat in the North West 200 and then obviously the the pressure's on you so hard it really is uh, to go there and half the half of the general public I don't mean the paddock, just but um, are expecting you to be pushing too hard you know yeah. which they were with me as well and yeah. I never saw Glenn do anything wrong, run wide anywhere, run offline. Did just, you, you know. feel that affected you at the time, though? Or were you able to just completely block it? No, out? well, I, well, I was, I was going to compete the TT in 06, but I decided to go leave it and go in 07, which is centenary, because I knew, obviously, the, spe the the spotlight would be on me as a newcomer going. Um, but I knew all the because uh, there's a strong depth of field there, and a massive, massive mm. depth. And I know they'd all be they would they would all be so desperate to want to win the centenary, the big mm. occasion, um, that I was hoping the limelight would be off me a little bit. That's mm. that's pretty much it. But yeah, the pressure was on, obviously. Um, but I had no intention of um, 
trying to push harder or anything. And I think that's why I went as fast as what I did, because uh, I just didn't try. Just rode around and did uh, rode it naturally rather than pushed. Mm. Mm. Quick fire question, Steve. Quick fire, right? You probably heard some of these, Matt. You got to answer these one or the other. Okay. Okay, you can't. We don't want any uh, no descriptions of your answer or anything. It's one or the other. Okay. Lager or real ale? Real ale. Pineapple or no pineapple on a pizza? No pineapple. Maradona or Gaza? Gaza. Ooh, that surprised me. Carl Fogarty or Johnny Ray? <sighs> Johnny Ray. <laughs> Anniversary meal out with the missus or a stag night just like this week <laughs> with the lads? <laughs> um, she won't listen. Stag night with the lads. <laughs> Good lad. They won't listen either. First honest dance we've had. Uh, John McGuinness or Michael Dunlop? Oh, God. McGuinness. TT Pillion ride with Cam Donald or me? Cam Donald. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> writing or commentating? Writing. Thought you'd say that. Uh Gavin Emmett or Susie Perry? Well, I one mean, or the other. It's got to be Gavin that we shared a bed for years. <clears throat> Gav. Premier League football. This is the last question. Premier League football or motorcycle race commentator? Oh. Uh, motorcycle race commentator. Really? I feel the politics have just fell in there. What do you think? Footy. Yeah, but football commentators are wrong. (laughs) We'll leave that one there, shall we? (laughs) I'm on that bombshell. Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure. We can't wait to see you next year at the TT. Likewise. Thanks, mate. I'm not going to be there. Thanks, Matt. There's no way I've got this job after this. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, guys. Thanks, Steve. Steve, I've got a feeling I'm not going to be here for next week's episode. I think you might be okay, you know, looking into the future. It's, it's funny there, and Matt was looking into the future, he's doing his degree, mm-hmm. and maybe looking at different options. So, you know, you need to keep clinging on and peering over that wall to what? see if you can get your foot <laughs> in the door. Well, maybe that's what he's seen. Maybe he's seen me and he's gone, do you know what? I just. It's like when Ross, when, when Marquez came into MotoGP and Rossi saw him, he was like, oh, this guy, he's going to be the GOAT. You know, I'm going to take a step to the side now. Never won again. I can't believe what I'm listening to. Technically, I'm the Mar- Mar- Marquez of TT presenting. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it was a great, fascinating insight uh, throughout that MotoGP career. And obviously now he's doing the TT stuff. Yeah, 20 odd years, you know, mm. met some fabulous characters. He's lucky enough to spend and brush shoulders with a lot of massive names in the motorcycling world. And uh, I'm sure there's more stories than what he's made out. Oh, I bet. Including Steve Plater as well. This has been the second part of episode 15 of the TT Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then you've got to hit that like button. You've got to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure you leave us a review because Steve likes to read them all, especially when people say nice things about him. And there's plenty more names of the world of the TT on the way for you in this series. And here's a little taste of what you can expect from our next guest, our podcasting nemesis, Boo, Dominic Herbertson. 
I got kicked back off a chainsaw and uh, unfortunately the chainsaw had only one place to go and that was into my head so it cut through my helmet, through my visor, through everything and um, resulted in a triple skull fracture. Bottom side of my eye socket was in three bits. Top side, I've got a notch out of my skull. How did you get a skull fracture with a chainsaw? You just imagine it slicing you up, not actually breaking or... But so, the mad thing about chainsaws are that they're actually quite safe. That episode will be out next week, and don't forget you can get all the latest TT news and features over at iomttracers.com. And be sure to check us out on all the usual socials. We are at TT Racers Official. Steve, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.